Good morning. It looks like water and sewer rates are going up in Leesburg every year for the next five years. For Friday, November 30th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Hey, remember this phrase, rubber duckies. If at the end of the day you don't remember a single ad you saw today, but you still remember the phrase rubber duckies, well, that's the power of advertising on the Morning Minute. No distractions, no competitors, just your message. Drop us a line at sales at loudonnow.com or visit us at loudonnow.com slash advertise. And remember, rubber duckies. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Things are not yet set in stone and the vote is still a month away, but it looks like people on Leesburg's water and sewer system will be getting higher bills. Generally, the town council and town staff do a rate study every five years. Monday night, the town council got a briefing from their consultant. Public Resources Management Group, Inc. President Robert Ori said even though the utilities fund grew beyond expectations the last time rates went up in 2014, the town still has some catching up to do, to the tune of 4.5% a year for the next five years. Ori said for the average Leesburg resident, that's about $40 a year more each year. From 1996 to 2006, rates never went up, and he said the town is still playing catch-up. That includes catching up to maintenance and improvements to the town's water and sewer infrastructure. The town works on a schedule of replacing that stuff every 100 years, which Utilities Director Amy Weeks said is not exactly the industry standard. Town staff and the consultant are recommended going to a 40-year replacement cycle, which works out to be about $10 million a year. Mayor Kelly Burke also worried the town doesn't have its arms around new development around the town and how much more demand that will put on the utility system. The council only narrowly voted Tuesday night to start the wheels turning on the new rates. Vice Mayor Suzanne Fox and council members Josh Thiel and Tom Dunn dissented in a 4-3 to three vote. A public hearing is expected January 22nd, which would also be the first chance to adopt the higher rates. Go to loudnow.com slash morningminute to check out the whole story. In other news, the school board spent part of Tuesday night dealing with backlash caused by what appears to be misinformation spread by Delegate Dave LaRock. The school board's 2019 legislative program, which outlines its requests to the General Assembly, includes a statement that the board supports a change in state law that would require parents who choose to homeschool their children under the religious exemption to, af- to require them to affirm that they will uphold their child's right to an education. This was not a particularly controversial item when the school board voted on the legislative program. School board member Eric Hornberger, who sits on the Legislative and Policy Committee, said a 2012 study found that an oversight in state law could open the door for families who take the religious exemption to public schools to not actually have to provide an education to their children. He said all the school board is asking for is that if a family keeps their kid out of public schools with the religious exemption, they just affirm that they're going to educate the child. But a letter from Delegate Dave LaRock to constituents and supporters claimed that the change would require homeschool families to have their curriculum pre-approved by the public schools. That brought people out to protest what they thought the school board was doing. 
School board members called LaRock's description, quote, completely erroneous and propaganda. Several of them said they're in full support of homeschool families or indeed have relatives who homeschool. School board member Debbie Rose said the intent was to, quote, make sure the state constitution and the code provisions match up to ensure students are getting an education, nothing more, nothing less. The Rock later said that he and the senior counsel at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association determined that the way the school board's legislative request was worded would essentially repeal families' rights to claim religious exemption. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association is a conservative Christian nonprofit based in Percival. One of its co-founders, Michael Ferris, was also the founder of Patrick Henry College. The senior counsel I mentioned, Scott Woodruff, emailed a statement to families saying the school board wants to abolish the religious exemption and only allow children to get an education through, quote, public, private, parochial, and or approved home instruction setting. But you can judge for yourself. Here's what the legislative program says, quote, supports legislative changes to the Virginia Code Section 22.1-254B1 related to religious exemption from compulsory public school attendance to require that a child be guaranteed the fundamental right to an education by his or her parent or legal guardian in compliance with Article 8 of the Constitution of Virginia through an alternative public, private, parochial, and or approved home instruction setting. The school board split on a vote to take the passage back out of the legislative program 4-4. to With no majority, nothing changes, and it stays in for now. But a majority of the school board did agree to send the issue back to committee for more discussion. Vice Chairwoman Brenda Sheridan, who chairs the school board's Legislative and Policy Committee, has already asked that meeting be moved to a larger room. She's expecting a crowd. A man from Sterling faces life in prison for the fatal beating of teenage Nabra Hassanin as she was walking to Ramadan services at the Adams Center Mosque in Sterling in June of 2017. Darwin Martinez Torres, 25 years old, pleaded guilty in Fairfax County Circuit Court to rape and murder. Under his plea agreement, supported by prosecutors, Martinez Torres would avoid a lengthy capital murder trial that could result in the death penalty, but will spend the rest of his life in prison without the possibility of parole. On June 18th, Hassanin was walking along Drainsville Road just over Loudoun County's eastern boundary with a group of teens returning to Adams after an early morning pre-fast meal at a nearby restaurant. Martinez Torres was driving by when he got into an altercation with the group. He drove up onto the sidewalk, and the teens ran away. Investigators say Martinez Torres found the group again later and chased them with a baseball bat. Hassanin was struck, and he put her in his car. It appears Hassanin was assaulted a second time near Martinez Torres's apartment complex near the pond where her body was found. The medical examiner ruled that she died from blunt force trauma to the head and neck. And the Loudoun County Planning Commission has signed off on the Town of Round Hill's plans for a new water tower off Yatton Road near Sleater Lake. The plans call for a 165-foot, 500,000-gallon water tower, including equipment to mount antenna on top, about 0.4 miles south of the town boundary. Consultant Keith Lane of Peed and Bortz LLC said the town's been on borrowed time, operating with only one water tower. He said the town's been planning a second tank for 15 years or so. Round Hill once had two water towers, but one of them was built in the 50s and decommissioned in the early 2000s. Now the remaining water tower, the Evening Star Tank as it's known, has been going for nearly 20 years and needs some rehabilitation that will take it temporarily offline. Planning commissioners recommended approving the water tower on the condition that the town conduct water quality testing on neighboring properties' wells during construction. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com.
On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, Old Ox Brewery in Ashburn is releasing their Kegnog Imperial Spiced Ale today with flavors of nutmeg, vanilla, and cinnamon. Saffron Gourmet Truck will be there, and the band Mandatory Recess goes on at 6.30 p.m. Leesburg Vintner in downtown Leesburg is hosting an exhibit of art from the wine lands, paintings from local artists Lori Goal, Marsha Close, and Jay Pigeon celebrating art, wine, food, and people from wine-producing lands, every hors d'oeuvres, and of course wine. It's from 6 to 9 p.m. And Atlantis in Sterling is hosting Matthew Shell for its After Work concert series. He's remixed for Selena Gomez, engineered for OAR, and produced for all kinds of artists, and will be playing his own jazz from 6 to 10 p.m. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, don't worry. Rates aren't going up here. I don't actually even know how to charge you for the podcast. So tell all your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great weekend and have a great day.